TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Enjoy a tall, cool dude. What is this? What, what are we doing? What in God's name are we doing? What? Our lives. What, what kind of lives are these? We're like children. We're not men. No, we're not. We're not men. It's the nightcap. Are we going to be sitting here when we're 60 like two idiots? We should be having dinner with our sons when we're 60. We're pathetic. You know that? Yeah, like I don't know that I'm pathetic. On WGR Sports Radio 550. So then you asked yourselves, isn't there something more to life? Yes. Yeah, well, let me clue you in on something. There isn't. It is the Nightcap, a bridge edition, leading you into Monday Night Football. My name is Joe DiBiase. Love to talk Sabres with you at 803-0550 for the next half hour, even though it is a Buffalo Bills football Monday. Big game tomorrow. Two undefeated teams. The Titans. Do we like the Titans? I think we hate the Titans, right? I hate the Titans. They're an annoyance. The Music City Miracle. That fan poll from last year where they bought all the votes unfairly. Seem to play them every year. They're not interesting. They're always 9-7. and seven. Playing that team tomorrow. Oh, the COVID stuff too. Duh. 23 positive COVID tests. The Titans putting the season at risk. Putting their opposition at risk. This week it's the Bills. Hate the Titans. So, that's a big game. But, when the Sabres sign the biggest free agent, the biggest name that they've ever signed in their team history, that's got to take precedent, right? I still, almost 24 hours later, cannot believe that Taylor Hall is a Buffalo Sabre. It is... The Brad Richards signing that we all dreamed of, but maybe even better. It's maybe a better version of that free agent signing that we were all so pumped up, got excited for, right? Remember the Brad Richards copter? We were going to fly him around in a helicopter over Niagara Falls and over the city, and we're going to make him fall in love with it here. He's going to sign, and we're going to the Stanley Cup. That, that That was Brad Richards. And did they even get a meeting? Here's Taylor Hall, who, like, Brad Richards was a great player, right? Brad Richards was a great player. He was a Conn Smythe winner. He was a 60, 70-point player in the league. 
Before he signed with the Rangers, he had 77 points. He had a 91-point season with Dallas. He had another 91-point season a couple years before that in Tampa. He was phenomenal. But Taylor Hall, who is 28 years old, which was, that is three years younger than what Brad Richards was when he became a free agent. He was 31. Taylor Hall is 28 years old is just two years removed from an MVP season. He was voted the best player in hockey two years ago. And now he's going to be wearing blue and gold. He's going to be skating next to Jack Eichel. And you got him on a one-year deal. Now, would you have preferred a few more? Sure, two, three, four years. You want Taylor Hall, I think, to be in the mix long-term, but... The type of control the Sabres now have with Hall only on a one-year deal is just beautiful because basically what it creates is a situation where what's the absolute worst-case scenario? The worst-case scenario is the Sabres stink again and they're able to trade Taylor Hall at the trade deadline for maybe a number one pick, maybe a team's top prospect, Last year, at the trade deadline, Hall was sent to the Devils as a rental, or was sent from the Devils to the Coyotes, and New Jersey got a first-round pick, a third-round pick, a prospect in Nick Merkley, and then two other bodies. They got five pieces for a rental Taylor Hall. Is that the downside? Because if that's the downside, that's pretty good. And the upside is extraordinary. The upside is you just landed your second best player. Your second most talented player on the roster. Just showed up. Poof. Didn't have to give up anything for him. And he, he's he got to ride shotgun, I would think, with Jack Eichel. I don't think he comes here if that doesn't happen. I know Ralph Kruger spoke about that today, that those two are going to be paired together. And it's just, how could it be more exciting of a signing? And after the offseason that we were witnessing... Could you be more stunned? Johan Larson leaves for less money than they paid Zemgis Gierkinsons. A very weird situation there. Larson, who I don't know how you could not think he's a more valuable player, goes to Arizona for less money. That was strange. The Sabres signed Cody Eakin, who, in terms of his on-ice performance is not a guy you really want filling out your bottom six at this stage in his career. That was a little weird. Toby Reeder, Matt Irwin, those are depth signings. Those are minimum deals. There are a hundred of those in the league. Didn't really move the meter. All of that was happening. And then they they signed Taylor Hall. How? They landed Taylor Hall. What? The player that has done less winning in the NHL for the last decade than anybody else in the league is picking the team that has done less winning than anybody else in the entire league? Ralph Kruger and his relationship with Taylor Hall must have meant a lot. And Ralph Kruger must really have some respect around the league because it sounds like His being the main factor in why he came here, or one of the biggest factors in why he came here, outweighed 
all of that history that the Sabres have had in the last decade. And I got to give Hall a little credit because that's, that's also smart. He didn't just look on the surf and say, oh, the Sabres, they've been good forever. I'm not going there. He looked at what Ralph Kruger is as a head coach. He looked at Jack Eichel. He looked at Rasmus Dahlin and Jeff Skinner, and he went, hey, there's some potential here. Just because they haven't won doesn't mean they're not going to win. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a shot, and I'm going to go there on a one-year deal, and maybe we're going to be really good. And I did not think that was going to happen at all. Because, again, I thought Hall was going to a contender. I thought, you know, the Penguins or Vegas or Colorado or Dallas, like some team that has been a contender in the last few years. Like, isn't that what Hall's going to sign up for? But no, he's coming here. And what it means to the Sabres roster I don't think can be understated because he is such a good player. He is such a dynamic player. He pushes guys down the roster that are now in better roles for themselves. He's going to allow the Sabres, which I hope this happens, to flip Victor Olofsson to the right wing, which I have been banging the drum for since really he showed up at the beginning of last season. Utilize that one-timer. If there's a guy that can switch to the right, I would think it's him because his one elite trait is his shot and his one-timer. And to always have him ready for that, I think is ideal. And suddenly your top six is Jack Eichel, Taylor Hall, Victor Olofsson, Sam Reinhart, assuming he signs, Eric Stahl, and Jeff Skinner. And now we've got a real team. Now you've got some real reason to believe that this team is not going to just be sitting in the basement again. Because that's where I was at before the signing. The bottom six doesn't look all that good. You've still got Montour and Ristolainen hogging the majority of the minutes on the blue line. You're still just basically hoping a prayer Linus Allmark's going to stay healthy and is going to give you what you need out of a starting goaltender. And that, that's basically where you're at. You're at the same team. You are at the same team. The Sabres were bringing back 40, almost 40% of the roster that... They had when Dan Bilesma and Tim Murray were here. Giergensen's, and I know Eichel and Reinhardt, and Ristolainen, and Ocposo, and even Olmark. Like, they were bringing back a lot of guys who were here two administrations ago. But this is like the real significant change that you needed. And I didn't think it was going to happen. But good on them for landing it. And now I think we can have a real season. Now we can have some real hope that it's not going to just be the same old, same old. And now you've got a team that, to me, is operating like I wanted them to operate. There are tons of rumors and make-believe trades this offseason. We're like, hey, what would it take to get Jack Eichel out of Buffalo? That's what other fans are talking about. That's what TSN is talking about this week on their studio shows. And how do you get from there to get people to stop talking about, hey, is Jack Eichel available? What you need to do is you need to start thinking, because at some point, right, doesn't he have to think that? That's what I've been saying all offseason. Listen, I know there's nothing concrete, there's nothing tangible to make you think that Jack Eichel does not want to be here. There's nothing. The only reporting on it from Bob McKenzie is that he doesn't want to be traded and the Sabres don't want to trade him. All right, that sounds good to me. We're still good. But I wanted the Sabres to operate as though they were on a clock. That 
They needed to show Eichel that they can make this team good. They can make this team competitive. They're not going to go back into a rebuild. They're not just going to sit in mediocrity. They're not just going to become, you know, the the this year this decade's version of what the Bills were last decade. 7 and 9, 7 and 9, 7 and 9. Are the Sabres going to be that in hockey? Cuz that's where we've been headed. This is something that can make you believe that they're operating as though they know. They know that, hey, we need to be in win-now mode. We're not, we have not been good, but we need to act like this is our window. And that, to me, is what you do. That's, that's a team that signs Taylor Hall to a one-year deal is okay with that mindset. And a team that trades for Eric Stahl, who's got one year left on his deal, and is 36 years old. They're okay with that mindset. Montour signs a one-year deal. That might be a little bit of a different situation, but even that, throw that in. One year for Montour, all right. I don't think he's a particularly great player. I think he is overplayed in the lineup, but can he help you? Sure. I would want it on my third pair, but he's probably going to be on my second pair. One-year deal, though, you're not going to kill me in the salary cap long-term? All right, fine. Like, there are some moves happening here that makes you think Kevin Adams knows he's got to win right now. And he said that today on show up in the Bulldog. He knows that he needs to win right now, or that he wants to win right now, is what he said. And are they going to win right now? Well, what's funny is I looked at their Stanley Cup odds. Last week, they were sixth from the bottom. Sixth from the bottom. And today, you go on any website, and for me, I'm using the DraftKings Sportsbook that has Stanley Cup odds. And they have jumped. They have jumped significantly. They've jumped five teams. They've jumped over Montreal. They've jumped over L.A. They've jumped over Chicago, San Jose, and Columbus. They are just behind the Winnipeg Jets, the Florida Panthers, the Vancouver Canucks, both New York teams, the Nashville Predators. Now we're starting to talk about a team that could be considered middle of the pack in the NHL because that top six deserves a ton of respect. At least on paper, they deserve a ton of respect because a first line, and we, let's get start talking about lineups again, right? Line combinations. Like I'm ready to start talking about that already. We don't even know when the season's going to start. But suddenly, Eichel, Hall, Olofsson, all right, Stahl, Skinner, Reinhardt, in terms of a 1-2 combination line-wise, the Sabres have not had a combo that good, at least on paper, I don't think since the 05-06 and 06-07 teams. Even Tim Murray's teams, which I thought had a very respectable top six, Ryan O'Reilly, Kyle Ocposo early on in his Sabre career was a better player than he is now. Michael and Reinhardt getting their feet wet in the NHL. Evander Kane was a 30-goal scorer. That was a pretty solid top six. But this one's better. Because Taylor Hall, better player than Evander Kane. Evander Kane's not capable to me of winning a Hart Trophy. He's a good player. He's a 30-goal scorer in the league. He can be. But Hall put up 93 points two years ago and won the Hart. Advantage, Kevin Adams' team. Eichel in his prime right now, as opposed to being a younger version under that top six back then. Reinhardt, same thing. Prime versus being a younger player. Jeff Skinner instead of who? Brian Gianta. 
Matt Molson, who had played a lot with Eichel early in his career. It's better now. The only thing that those teams would have had over this one is second-line center. Ryan O'Reilly certainly better than Eric Stahl, but Stahl at least stabilizes it. And it's, it's a complete top six now. There was a hole. We didn't really know who it was going to be. I think Tyler Toffoli was the most realistic idea to round it out where it's like, all right, that's respectable. I can get down with that. Get down with Tyler Toffoli on my second line. But that was before I had any reason to think Hall would actually come here. It changes everything. It changes the respect the franchise gets league-wide. It changes what the ceiling is for the team. It should change the optimism that fans and Jack Eichel would have for how good they can be. And for me, what it changes is, to some extent, a big worry of how how many resources are going to be invested in this hockey club. Because like a lot of other teams in the league, there was talk of an internal salary cap for the Sabres. And right now, they're basically at what that number was being floated around that other teams were considering, lower $70 million range. The Sabres right now have $16 million in salary cap space. They still have to sign Sam Reinhart. They still have to sign Victor Olofsson. They still have to sign Linus Hallmark. You still got to sign two members of your top six and your starting goaltender. It's probably going to eat up that entire $16 million. And suddenly, the Sabres are right back to being a team spending to the cap. And I was worried they were not going to be willing to do that. But for Taylor Hall, it looks like they were. And you got to be happy with that. You got to be at least happy with that. Now, there's nothing concrete again that makes you think they won't do it. And Kevin Adams, about an hour and a half ago, two hours ago, said on this station that he looks forward to getting Allmark. Olafson and Reinhardt all under contract. But I do wonder about Sam Reinhardt's future with this team. Because that's going to be a big contract. You would think it would be a big contract if it goes to arbitration, maybe on a shorter term. Um, but I would think that could absolutely be a big contract. Last year for Reinhardt, 50 points in 69 games. The year before that, 65 points in 82 games. I mean... That's a guy who gets six-plus million dollars in the league. And do the Sabres want another forward on their team that is making six-plus million dollars? You've already got Eichel making ten. You've already got Skinner making nine. You've now got Hall making eight. You've got Poso, who's not going anywhere, making six for the next three. I mean... I wonder if that is a pill they want to swallow. He's a good player. And I do believe that they need a guy like Sam Reinhart still. And I'm very interested to want to see him play away from Michael. That's another thing this Hall signing does. It allows you the opportunity to move Reinhart off of Eichel's line. If Hall's going to play with Eichel, I would like Olafson on the other side there because... Hall and Eichel are both puck carriers. They are both guys that are going to generate their own offensive play. And what goes well with two players like that? Someone that can just shoot the puck. Victor Olofsson, honestly, he could have a great season this year and never carry the puck. Once. 
Just literally, you get it, rip it. That's it. Basically, like a like a three point shooter in in the NBA that literally just runs around. He gets the ball and he fires it. That's it. That could be Victor Olsen this year. And I don't need Sam Reinhardt for that role. Because I'm still curious to see, can Sam Reinhardt run his own line? Because in spurts, when asked to, he's been able to do it in the past couple of years. That's why I've been arguing he should have been tried out at center for years. And I don't need him to play center because enter Eric Stahl. Stabilizes that second line center position. But suddenly, I've got maybe a second line that looks like Taylor or Jeff Skinner, Eric Stahl, and then insert name here. And I just feel like Reinhardt, that's a good test for him. That's like, let's see if he can do that. Can he go down with Eric Stahl and Jeff Skinner? And can he help get the most out of those two? Can he be a guy that generates his own play? Can Reinhardt be a guy that has consistent zone entries and carries in and gets you set up? Can he be a guy that gets them into good scoring chances? And he demands extra coverage, so it opens up Skinner and Stahl. Can he be the guy to playmake for them? Can he set them up? Because they are both proven goal scorers and finishers in the NHL who have both recently had 40 goal seasons. Stahl, three years ago, and Skinner, two years ago. I want to see Reinhardt be a guy that can get the most out of those two and not just be someone who rides shotgun with two better players on a line. Hall signing with the Sabres gives you the opportunity to do that. And I hope the Sabres take it. I really hope they take it. All right. I got to run. We have got Monday Night Football on the way. Chargers and Saints. Kickoff is at 8.15. Our coverage will start next year on WGR. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Obviously, you will not have me tomorrow night because we've got a football game. Tuesday Night Football. Bills at Titans tomorrow at 7 o'clock. Our pregame coverage starts at 3. So I will talk to you next on Wednesday. So enjoy the game tomorrow, um, and I will talk to you then. This has been the Nightcap with Joe DiBiase. This is WGR. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.